talent acquisition teams really need to keep up with job seekers, keeping them up to date, and um, and 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 also do this in a, in a personalized way. And also here, coming back to the AI story, can help you very much to to you know get the talent signals, you know, and send a personalized message just in the right moment to make sure the candidate has a great experience. I like to say, you know, when, when I am talking to, to CHROs is the candidate experience doesn't end on the career side, right? It goes through the entire uh, talent selection process. And Welcome, 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 everyone, to your favorite show on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about the lovely program known as Talent Experience Live, covering everything that you need to know in talent acquisition, recruiting, talent management, and HR, and everything in between. I am your host, Devin Foster. We are talking to, about today, I know. I think at this point, two or three weeks ago, I was joined by Monica Montessa, who spoke with me uh, about the U.S. version where we audited the Fortune 500. And today we are going to dive into the newly released version, uh, which dives into the Euro 100 and audits their career site. So we are going to get into all of that today. But before we start, we always like to kick off the program with an icebreaker. Uh, that's one of the benefits of doing this live, uh, or if you catch it on you know, YouTube or something like that, you can always comment and uh, promote this to your friends, family, and loved one. But today's icebreaker is, what is your favorite European city to travel to? Since we are talking about the European 100, I thought it would be all too fitting to ask, where do you like to vacation? Where is your next holiday, if you will, planned in Europe? My favorite city uh, goes without question. It is the city of London. It is where my favorite football club plays. It is uh, had a huge influence in us and naming my daughter as well. I won't get into that right now, but neither here nor there. Uh, London is my favorite city to travel. And as you hop into the comment section and let me know where your favorite city to travel is, uh, I wanted to talk a bit more about the State of Candidate Experience 2023 Benchmark Report uh, European Edition. Obviously, this is the second uh, annual edition. We've been doing the State of Candidate Experience for about seven years now. And last year, we were like, hey, why don't we also do it with European organizations? And that's what we did. Uh, so obviously we graded those Euro 100 on how they attract, engage, as well as convert talent. We also looked at artificial intelligence as well. Uh, and this episode, we are going to dive into it. I have a very special guest, but I see some comments pouring in. So I want to shout those out real quick. Uh, Maggie says, Heidelberg, Germany, uh, one of her favorite places in the whole world. And Andrea says, Paris, uh, but her next trip, or excuse me, Paris is her next trip, but she loves Florence. Andre, I've been to both of those cities. They're both fantastic. Uh, Maggie, I haven't been to Heidelberg, Germany, but now it's on my list. Now I will travel there at some point. Let us know uh, where your favorite place is to travel to as we bring on our very special guest today. I'm going to be joined by Sebastian Hoos, uh, who is Senior Director of Talent Experience Strategy here at Phenom. We're going to talk all things European edition, state of candidate experience. And without any more hesitation, let's bring Sebastian onto the program. Sebastian, welcome. How are you? Devin, thank you so much for having me. Wow. Thank, 
Very <laughs> rarely that's such a such a big introduction. So yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to have you, uh, Sebastian. I, the one thing that we we always do on this program, we talk about uh, plenty of topics and everything in between, but we always ask our guests the icebreaker question. So I want to ask you before we get into the State of Candidate Experience European Edition, what is your favorite European city to travel to? Well, first of all, I didn't know London is your uh, your favorite city in Europe. So, yeah. um, and I didn't know that London gave the name of your daughter. So, I'd love to meet <laughs> Arsenal one day. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that, it, you go, you go. Uh, no, no, I was just just going to my answer. So, my answer last year would have been Berlin, but since I now live in Berlin, for the very reason why I like the city so much, I'm gonna go for uh, Modena, Italy. Why? Because okay. I've never eaten better food when I was traveling and, well, I never uh, got the chance to propose to someone uh, like my wife, which I did in Modena. So this got to be my favorite city now. Absolutely. The memories. I proposed to, to my wife in Boston, not my favorite city. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I actually can't stand Boston, but neither here nor there. It was this a special moment for us. Um, I love Berlin. I, I've traveled there uh, once on a bachelor party. We had a, a fantastic time and uh, I've traveled to Italy a few times as well. You can't go wrong with food in Italy. But Sebastian, we could talk about places to travel and, and eating and, and everything in between all day long proposals. But we're here to talk about the, the State of Candidate Experience European Edition report, which came out this morning, uh, I believe 11 a.m. German time. Uh, so it is hot off the presses. And for those folks who may not have gotten the opportunity to download yet, um, can you tell us uh, briefly what exactly is the, the State of Candidate Experience report? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely highly recommended to download it. It's basically a benchmark report that audits, scores, and ranks the career site. I should better say the entire candidate experience of the top 100 companies in Europe. So the companies with the most employees, with the most revenue, you know, that have the biggest impact on the uh, labor market here. And uh, basically it covers areas highlighting how these companies as employers attract candidates, you know, engage with them, convert them, and also takes a closer look at, you know, how they leverage artificial intelligence. It looks at things like social presence, how easy are these uh, companies to find? You know, when I search for jobs in Google, for instance, you know, the, the job boards they use, the search functionality on the on the career site. So there's plenty of things um, that we take into consideration. Also, you know, additional technologies like uh, chatbots. How well do these uh, career site react? You know, when you interact with them, you know, do they personalize? How do you leverage your employer branding content, your EVP? So it's a very, very extensive report and. And uh, it gives basically a very good, um, well, indicator of, you know, how the market is progressing, you know, how um, the employers in Europe start to adapt new technologies. And that's a good thing. You know, we've been doing this for the past years now, even in Europe. So you can actually start seeing a progression. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's important that you mention the progression there, because we obviously look at the, the European 100, the Fortune 500 as kind of the gold standard of organizations, right? They have hundreds of thousands of employees across all of them. They are typically the, the pinnacle of, of innovation as well as just consumer goods as a whole. So when you know we look at organizations in the company we look at, we, we compare them to these large companies, right? Um, so I, I want to ask you, you, you mentioned that 
looking at it over over the years. Uh, and I think that's an important aspect because if you were to take a snapshot of you know any statistic, I'll, I'll use football or soccer for an example. If a, a, a striker was to score three goals in one game and then not score a goal the rest of the year, if you were just to look at that one striker, you think this is the next Lionel Messi, right? This is the next Cristiano Ronaldo, whoever it may be. But if you look at the trends of the year, that may not be the case. So I, I want to ask you, you familiarized yourself with the report. We got you a sneak peek of it. Have you noticed any trends over the, the past two years that we've been doing the European edition of this where there may be some, some positive signs in the talent acquisition space? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we've been doing these reports um, in the U.S. for seven years. You know, in Europe, we yeah. started to do them in 2020. So one thing that's new in this report is that we actually can do this progressional analysis, right? Since since 2020, and you know, coming if you think back yourself into 2020, coming from a society that was influenced by a global pandemic, work has changed so much for everyone here, right? For employers, for yeah. job seekers, everything we we really knew and thought about candidate experience has completely shifted, especially in the past two years. So that's why it's a good thing to take a look at and uh, well, with more jobs open then you know there are candidates looking for them and we see this across countries in Europe um, companies really have a, a very intrinsic interest to stand out right a couple of ways we've seen um, they're doing this they start leveraging more and more intelligent technology more and more automation and they will start doing more and more automation just a few I, I guess we'll get a bit deeper at a later stage but you know a few things that that i've recognized in this uh, report is that more and more career sites are uh, can be viewed on a um, on any device no matter whether you're on a smartphone on a tablet on a pc i think this is something we are getting really really good at in, in europe as well uh, more and more um, sites are really cautious about having uh, um, up-to-date jobs listed right remove expired jobs from external sites and i think uh, there's a big trend and I agree with you, uh, with your striker analogy. You have to put this into context, which I'm happy to do later. Um, but we see more and more companies leverage chatbot technology. We see more and more companies uh, leverage localization, right? Uh, making location-based job recommendations and even job recommendations based on browsing history. So it almost feels like companies start to really understand that you have to treat your potential employees just like your potential customers. No, that, that makes total sense. And I apologize for my outdated striker references. I, I should have mentioned Erling Haaland, who has set the record in the, the Premier League for, for goals in a year. Um, but <laughs> I get off topic here. Uh, you mentioned a, a lot of things there. The one that I want to highlight first is the importance of being able to apply on any device. I think back to not a terribly long time ago, but 10, 10 or so years when digital transformation started to happen in the application process, I remember walking into these big box stores like Target, like Walmart, and rather than them handing you a paper application, they had computers that were in the, the side of the store for you to fill out your application because they weren't accessible on, on mobile devices. And, and perhaps at that time, not everyone had a smartphone. We all had cell phones, but not smartphones. So the ability to really apply to a job anywhere at any place on any device that you have has to be important. And the other thing that I, I want to, to ask my next question on is you mentioned 
the use of AI, right? And it really coming to the forefront over the past, I would say, five years. I think back to, to 2018, 2019, we were just experimenting with, with artificial intelligence. Now we have you know content creation. We have everything in between. One question around that is, does this report show that it is now a must-have for career sites? It You have to have personalization on demand by way of artificial intelligence. Otherwise, someone's going to abandon your application and go try and find a job elsewhere where it will recommend some of the jobs that are best fit for them. Would you say it's a must-have now? Well, I would say the, the report clearly shows those who do leverage it, they score so much higher, disproportionately higher than the ones who don't. It, it, it really is a game changer. And it's, well, it's mind blowing how we completely accept it in the e-commerce world, you know, to get recommendations by AI, whether we use Netflix, whether we use Spotify, whether we shop on Amazon, you know, AI is influencing everything. But for some reason, you know, there was a bit, Companies, I felt like in the past decade, were a little cautious, you know, with the term AI. I see a rapid shift. You know, I've been with the Fino family now for two years, and this is growing exponentially, the interest now. And, and people start really investing serious money, and, you know, they, they see the, the benefits for it, right? If you steer candidates to the, to the right job, if you use AI to understand the interest and the intent of a customer, I know I'm saying customer already, <laughs> of a career site visitor... Um, <laughs> in, 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 in a way that they, they are in a way customers, right? The, the career side visitors. Yeah. So um, actually for some of our clients, they are, right? Because uh, we have clients, you know, who sell products to the end consumer. So obviously there's a good reason to give them a good candidate experience as well. And AI, AI really plays a very important part in that, be it a personalized job recommendation, but not just the job recommendation, the overall user experience should be... Um, individualized or personalized to my individual user behavior because you know on a standard career site 96% uh, of the candidates that visit a career site you know they just go away without leaving a job application so what do you do with these 96% if only 4% convert and this is really where I come in they take them by the hand they get their data so you can reach out later to them and it gives you basically a bigger talent pipeline to choose from so yeah definitely it's a game changer. Yeah, no, I, I love that you mentioned, I know it was a little bit of a, a slip of the tongue there. We were going to say customers instead of candidates, but they are, they are two in the same. I remember, uh, you know, having a discussion with a, a large uh, European uh, telecommunications provider and, you know, they equated losing customers to a poor candidate experience. Fast forward to today, Spotify just released their, and this was another example that you, you provided, their uh, AI DJ, which is it literally like a, a video or excuse me, a, a DJ on the radio who says, hi, Sebastian, I've looked through all of the music that you've liked. Here are some songs that you listen to, you know, from back in the day, here are some new recommendations. We expect that in every aspect. And for you to say that the, organizations that leverage it effectively to create that personalized experience, similar to the way Spotify, Netflix, and all of these other wonderful organizations do, they're performing well. And when you perform well in this report, I imagine it comes with an increase in applicants, an increase in, in potentially hires, and, and folks that are going to stay with your company for a long haul because they've had such a wonderful experience. 
we can talk about sunshines, rainbows, daisies all, the whole time and all of the great stories that this report shows. But we all know people want to hear the bad stuff, Sebastian. So were there any areas of concern when you read through the report that you said, oh, wow, I did not anticipate this many of the European companies to, or excuse me, European 100 to score poorly in this area? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You bet. So just one remark on, on, on the question before, right? If you generate a good candidate experience, well, you make the candidate also want to come back, right? And they start engaging uh, with you more. But that also creates expectations, right? So one big one, you know, that, that we should consider a concern is, especially for job seekers, is the communication after the application is submitted. Candidates expect to hear from companies throughout the entire process. And if you don't reach out to, to candidates and uh, even worse, you don't reach out to applicants, you know, you might lose them depending on which industry you are in. Um, there's a high competition for talent these days. So uh, you better get your messaging game right as well. So, um, yeah. and it's, it's easy, right? Send a communication when the application is submitted, you know, send a status update when mm -hmm. the candidate hits another uh, um, um, hiring status and so on. So talent acquisition teams really need to keep up with job seekers, keeping them up to date and, um, and, and, and also do this in a, in a personalized way. And also here, coming back to the AI story, can help you very much to, to you know, get the talent signals you know, and send a personalized message just in the right moment to make sure the candidate has a great experience. I like to say, you know, when, when I am talking to, to CHROs is the candidate experience doesn't end on the career side, right? It goes through the entire uh, talent selection process. And um, yeah, coming back to the sample that you mentioned earlier, right? You know, if, if people don't hear back from you, you know, get a bad candidate experience, which has a bad uh, um, impact on your overall company uh, reputation as an employer. No, no, ab absolutely. And one thing that I, I think is is becoming more and more relevant in in ages, job titles, uh, job requirements are changing. When we look at artificial intelligence, right? There are folks who who may be in an organization um, and they're looking for that next step in their career, but they need ex examples of you know something similar in their industry. That's hey, we are in transportation and logistics, and now there is. I, I don't know, an AI logistics coordinator maintenance person, right? Or, or whatever the, the case may be. They log on to potentially a competitor's career site, look at the jobs that are available, and then they serve them up to their bosses and say, this is the career path that I want to go, right? This is the direction that the industry is headed. With that being said, serving up some of the information that you mentioned at the right time could be ideal, right? Let's say they find a job, they don't you know, get the promotion that they want at their current organization, and your company is leveraging AI and a fantastic candidate experience to send them an email that says, hey, we saw you looked at this job. You know, it's still open. Are you, are you still interested? So there's a lot of key components there. Um, and I, I say that uh, specifically on an industry level, because I think when a lot of these organizations, I know in the Fortune 500, I imagine so in the, the European 100 as well, they don't just compare themselves to um, the 500 organizations as a whole, right? If you work at a logistics organization, you are going to compare yourself to other logistics companies because you're, in most cases, fighting over the same talent, right? Um, so 
Is there an industry breakdown for organizations to look at and say, hey, how did we stack up against the competition and their candidate experience? Absolutely. And I think it's very, very important that you compare apples with apples if you try to get a yes. benchmark, you know, where you are standing. Because, you know, while you probably are in kind of a competition with other industries, you want to see where you stack up. And I really have to give a shout out to the team that put together all the data that went into this report. So, so yeah, it's amazing. There are, uh, in fact, 14 different industries that we considered, which includes overall scores for that industry. So we uh, build averages for every single industry in terms of how the career side of the Fortune 100 companies that fall into that very industry actually yep. um, score in terms of attraction, in terms of engagement, in terms of conversion, and how well they are already leveraging AI, which gives you a good indication, you know, when you uh, tend to score on the bottom end of, the, uh, of this list, it should give you an indicator, you know, to, to act and actually get involved into these yeah. topics. You know, um, are we maybe not attracting enough candidates? It actually also shows you what your bottleneck could be, right? You know, it's great if you attract a lot of candidates, but if you are very bad at converting them because your application process is too complicated, then this is something to think about. And that should give you also arguments to, to have a discussion internally, right, uh, when looking for yeah. new products. Yeah, I'm a, forgive me, but I'm going to use a, a few more football examples here. If you're comparing Thiago Silva to Erling Haaland, they're going to have discrepancies in in goals, in tackles, and in, in everything in between. Um, but to your point, identifying bottlenecks, if Man City was to let in 100 goals this year, 150 goals, and Erling Haaland still scored 50-plus, you'd see why they, they wouldn't have performed well, why they didn't get to hoist the trophy at the end of the year. Looking at that from an organization perspective, I think is vital because you can immediately identify our conversion is through the roof, but we're not attracting enough folks. We have to really get more content out there, whether it be um, relative content to the candidates. You can offer a, a personalized journey, which serves up jobs and, and recommendations. But if there isn't a day in the life of a logistics coordinator or a day in the life of a sales representative at their organization, they may be disinterested. So great point there. You mentioned some of the metrics, Sebastian. I want to ask you, are there any stats that you may have remembered, uh, you know, because they jumped out at you or something that you remembered offhand uh, that may entice some folks to go and download the report right now that you really thought were shocking? Oh, 100%. I, uh, I actually want to close the loop now that I opened earlier when I said, hey, yeah. there's a great trend, you know, for more and more companies uh, uh, do job recommendations based on browsing history. In fact, the number said, and I'm having in front of me here, it says, that 525% is the increase of uh, companies that actually leverage the... So this seems like an awesome increase, right? While yeah. at the same time, one has to say that uh, in total, if you look at the consolidated report, 75% of all of them still don't do it, right? So there's a trend going mm -hmm. into this direction, but there's still a big gap to close. So also a big opportunity to actually implement that now and you know be ahead of the curve in the next year, maybe. Uh, same goes with chatbot usage, right? There was a 67% increase in using a recruitment chatbot compared to last year, but still 90% of the Fortune uh, 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 European 100 companies still don't use a chatbot. Although this is the number one, um, 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 well, 
conversion helper, so to speak, on a career site. So if you bring candidates on the career site, the chatbot is the 24-7 assistant that you are looking for, you know, in order to get talent into your pipeline. So not leveraging it is, um, well, it's it's a lost opportunity, so to speak. So I would say these Absolutely. two um, are very striking out. So we do go into the right direction, but there's still a big gap to close. Yeah, at a quick glance of 525% increase, you think, oh, this is this is fantastic. But when you look at it and you say, well, you know, 75% of the European 100, that's 75 companies still don't have that personalized job recommendations. You think, oh, maybe there's something to, to, to scratch your head at. Chatbots as well, 67% increase is fantastic. But when you look at it, that organizations as a whole still aren't adopting it enough. I think that's going to change. We mentioned this trend with generative AI, with products like Phenom X Plus, and really the ability to have conversations with you know, digital algorithms, if you will, to get to the right place to find the right job. I think we're going to see an increase in a little bit more adoption of that. Um, Sebastian, you mentioned 75 of those or 75% didn't have the, the personalization um, that we, we touched on there. If there's an organization that potentially wanted to learn more about why they didn't score higher, uh, where can they go to get more information about the, the state of candidate experience uh, European edition? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. They can just reach out to us. You know, let's make it easy. Okay. Shoot us a direct message. You know, if you want, you see my name here. You can also ping me on LinkedIn if you like. Uh, and, and I'm happy to do the talks. I'm, I'm very well connected to the people who actually captured the data. Uh, we really yeah. understand, you know, what are the positives? What are the negatives? Or I shouldn't say negatives, but maybe, you know, room for improvement. And um, yeah, and, and, and we'll actually show you, you know, what could be fast tracks to get better and, you know, how should you tackle this from a strategic point of view also for, for the long term? Absolutely. Now, I, it, the DMs are open. We, we understand that. But I, I, one question, and this is a, a big ask of you, Sebastian. Let's say you are company Euro 101. So you weren't included in the report or 105 or you're rapidly growing, right? There's a lot of organizations out there. Um, is there a way for them to get audited? And, and as you put it, compare apples to apples on the same grading scale with the European 100. Is, is there a way for them to, to take a look at what their candidate experience looks like? You bet there is. So we are candidate experience freaks and obviously we love to, and we are data freaks. So obviously we love to generate these kind of reports also individually. So we're taking a request for a career site audit and it will do just what you just described, right? It shows you how you score and then you can really see how would you would rank against these companies uh, of the European 100. So we will treat you just like a European 100. I love that. I, I love that. Sebastian, before I let you go, I know it's 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 getting late over there and, and you're obviously very busy with all of this candidate experience. Um, any final thoughts, any any last you know words that you'd like to, to share with our audience? Yeah, um, I would say, you know, just just look into the market, you know, see what's what's happening, see what's working in the I mean, we, we've implemented a new career site here in a, a very, very popular fashion brand. And, and, you know, and they've been getting requests uh, like, hey, how did you get this nice career site from and so on. So there is, uh, the, there is a big trend. So not just due to the report, um, you, you can really see what's, what's, um, what's working and what's not working. And if yeah. 
today you still haven't leveraged AI for anything, like for job recommendations, right? For, I don't know, uh, personalization in general, you know, if your chatbot is not AI powered. And I think this should give you um, enough motivation to start doing the conversations, you know, how yeah. would AI look like? We just talked about generation generative AI, you know, which is the next evolution. So if you don't use AI at all, you know, it almost feels like you're already lagging behind. So, and, and, and that's why we're here, right? We, we're here to educate. We're here to show what works for other companies. And, and that's why I'm also in this company, right? To, to see, hey, what works everywhere outside of Northern America. And, and I'm happy to share this insight with anyone who sees this now. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Leave it to the fashion brand for, for people to raise their hands and say, hey, where did you get that? I think of some of my favorite articles of clothing where people... They won't stop me on the street, Sebastian. I'll be I'll be honest. But some of my friends will be like, "Hey, where where did you get that shirt? I'd love to get it." So I, I love the the parallel there of the candidate experience and and fashion as a whole. Um, Sebastian, I, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, if anyone at home wants to download the report, you want to speak with Sebastian, you can do so at, at phenom.com. You can shoot him a, a message on LinkedIn if if you want to speak with him personally. Uh, but thank you so much again, uh, and and we'll see you soon, Sebastian. Is that all right? Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Take awesome. Care. Have a great day. That was Sebastian Hoos, uh, who is here of Phenom. He is actually Senior Director of Talent Experience Strategy. So that's all things combined you know, within an intelligent talent experience platform. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's been with the organization for, he, he put it there, two years, and he's really ingrained himself into the, the talent experience. So feel free uh, to ask him any questions uh, or if you're not ready for a conversation, I know not all of us are, head on over to phenom.com. You can download the State of Candidate Experience European Edition, which includes the Euro 100, or the State of Candidate Experience uh, 2023 Benchmarks Report, which looks at the Fortune 500 here in the US. And if you're feeling crazy, you can download them both and compare and contrast and see who's doing better in which way, shapes, or form based upon your industry. Because as we all know, the economy as a whole is global and rapidly the, the talent economy is becoming even more global as well uh, when you can have folks work from all over the globe. So download them both. Don't take it from me, uh, but take it from Sebastian. I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Uh, we are going to have a special guest next week. Um, he's an important guy. I don't want to give too much away right now because we're still working through the topic, uh, but you will not want to miss next week's episode on June the 8th. Uh, before I go, I hope everyone has a fantastic Pride Month. I hope you enjoy today's episode. We look forward to seeing you next week. Have a safe weekend. If you are in the Northeast part of the United States, enjoy this beautiful weather out here and we'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Talent Experience Live, of course, is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster. Employees evolve in their current roles and beyond. Recruiters achieve some next level productivity and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more. While you're there, 
check out the promo for I Am Phenom. It is right on the homepage. Don't be afraid to click on it, see who keynote speakers are going to be, see what session tracks are happening, and everything in between, including networking and party.